A thank you to our sponsors, the For Us, By Us Fund, which supports Black, Brown, Indigenous, and people of color living their best life in Maine. Thank you to our sponsor, Rising Tide Brewing. They take time and pride in giving back to the greater Portland community. In the Pocket, a talk show that showcases Mainers, who are people of color. Each episode represents a member of the Maine community from art, culture, and business, the earth, wind, and fire of life. Embracing and exploring the Black diaspora and descendants of American slavery through conversation is the foundational concept of In the Pocket. The overall mission of In the Pocket is to create conversational space for all people of color that is documented and celebrated through sharing of life experiences. If you like what you're hearing and want to hear it again or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.com captivate.fm or search in the pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at in the pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show. You are listening to in the pocket. Thank you so much listeners for tuning in. I'm your host Flo Edwards and our guest today is just plain Jones. Um, he's an amazing composer musical artist and he got his beginnings in portland maine please just plain jones introduce yourself hey how you doing i am an educator producer rapper songwriter wannabe singer a bunch of different things um but most of all i just like making music and making sound so that's pretty much what i do um i teach kids how to make sound with digital music and i make music on my own Nice. So when people say digital music, is that like the 808s for people who, like myself, might not know? So I like to tell people that my instrument is the computer, but it's, it's weird to say that, but um, with the amount of technology in the studio nowadays, the amount of things that you can learn, amount of ways you can tweak sound and samples and things like that, I just kind of, I, I, I like to think of myself as like the electronic musician that uses samples instead of synths. So... Yeah. Nice. I uh, part of it broke up a little bit. You're the electronic musician who uses samples instead of synthesizers. Sorry about that. Uh, synthesizers. No. Yeah. No. That's just that's just technology. It happens. So. How long have you been teaching or educating young ones about music? Um. Uh, actually, I've been doing that for like three or four years now. So I started with um, three seventeen main. Um, it. It actually started with me and one of their program directors. He came to one of my shows and asked me if there was any way that I would work with kids. And he and I kind of struck up a conversation and built up some curriculum, start doing after school, teaching like fundamentals about digital music production, how to use software, things like that. And it just kind of escalated from there. It was really fun. Great. Um, Another artist that I know, uh, Janae Sound does a lot of stuff with them. Have you guys collaborated? Yeah, uh, Janae is actually a really good friend of mine. Um, I was actually, the M- well, the co-MD with her for her Beyonce show that she had a couple of years ago. So like, she's a really good friend of mine, and they're doing good work together. So I'm happy for that. Great. Um, I didn't know that you were such an integral part of that show. Great job. I love it. Thank you. Thank you very much. So when you are a co-MD, what does that mean? Musical director, I'm assuming? 
Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Uh, co-musical director. So Janae really formed the show. She had the ideas, the skeleton. She was really the mastermind behind it. Um, and she was like, hey, I need your help to kind of sculpt some of the skeletons and the backbones um, musically to make sure that we can hit all of the points that we need. So I was just kind of her her aid, the technical ear, getting some of those things done so she could build the bigger picture that she had in mind. Have you done other uh, musical uh, director positions? Um, I've done some for some smaller churches. I, I do my own music, uh, my musical stuff. Uh, I do lighting for my own stuff. Pretty much there. I, 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 the, the pandemic definitely took that. A lot of those opportunities a little bit scaled back. A lot of it's more digital and online streaming kind of things, but it's still fun and it's still something I play around with. Just kind of the, the idea of technology and live music all together. It's, it's the new frontier for me. That's great. So since the pandemic, do you feel that you've been emphasizing in a different uh, medium than you normally would have without the pandemic? Uh, yeah. I think I, I, I took the pandemic to learn my instrument more. So like different instruments that I'm playing, I picked up an acoustic bass guitar, like music theory, things like that. Some of the foundations so that I can be more fluid in those when I'm doing some of the more technical things. So it's less of a thought and more of just like a reaction instead. That's a great explanation. Thank you. So you had mentioned to me that you really honed in on kind of the ground foundational music adventure of what you currently do in Portland. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah. So, um, Ahmad Kafari, uh, I think Kafari is his name, I believe, that, like his stage name. He he suggested that I go to a open mic night. He kept pushing, kept pushing, uh, and I went and played some music. And I believe Pete was. I don't. I, I don't want to put people's names out there who was there and stuff like that. But like there were a bunch of people who came through and like were interested and asked me to. Um, perform a little bit more often. They asked me to go through shows. A lot of members of Jaw Gems asked me to come out. Um, and slowly but surely, like I kept getting asked to do shows and I would tinker with my show. And there'd be 10 people at some small shows, there'd be 30 people, 40 people, and slowly like people would be checking out for me, checking in with me. And like it really built my confidence. And now the show that I have, which is, I think, really good, um, I attribute completely to just kind of getting my work in in Portland and like doing those small shows and having people give me feedback and people call me back. So that's why it's really important to me. Had you not been performing before you were in Portland? I was more of a background kind of guy. I did a lot of production. I was a producer. I did drum sequencing. I was a drummer. So I wasn't the front person. I didn't really try to do a lot of rapping and uh, showmanship stuff. And then when I got to Portland, I was like, eh, it's six people, who cares? And like, and then it was 10 people, who cares? And then being able to work those crowds, and then all of a sudden, like, it didn't matter how many people were there. I just felt comfortable with what I was doing. And so it allowed me to kind of shed some of those apprehensions and really go for it. Great. 
do you still use drums as part of your show or do you still say digital oh no uh, i actually have a digital drum set on my show so like a big part of my show is i'll do uh melodies on a keypad i'll do bass on another keypad and then i'll play drums on another keypad all while i'm rapping and like it's like a dance so that's that's what evolved my show like the different pieces i was like oh i like that i like that i like that i like movement and um made my show are you typically a, a one-man show i mean you might have an opening act and such but when you're on the stage is it just you yeah uh just me um it's loop i'm looping things i have some backing tracks and triggering for certain things and playing the drums and singing i'm just kind of building the track as i'm performing so yeah and you had said that you'd been on WMPG before for like a Friday night live music or open mic. Were you also just rapping when you showed up for that? Like, how was your performance? My performance was mainly just rapping and singing just because uh, it, it was the kind of situation for that. It was very personal and like small and intimate. So it was, it was really cool. Nice. It probably kind of felt like those like uh, studio or desk performances at that news station. Yes. Yes. It was definitely fun. Um, uh, just kind of being at it. I'm in between those times where like being at the radio is still a big deal. It doesn't matter who it is. Like, you know what I mean? Like it could be the city of New York or whatever. Like the radio is still important to me. So like performing on the radio was still just such a cool thing. Uh, way to go about it so so I know that you have moved outside of Maine um, you know we're sad about that but what are you been doing outside are there new projects I know you have I think five EPs out are you working on another yeah uh, I'm uh, EPs and music are how I think so like I try to have one out every six months I'm yeah, I, uh, so I'm working on two as we speak, um, an instrumental one and a vocal one. I'm recording it and tracking it. Um, I'm st- I started a band. We're working on some new music, uh, mainly just kind of working on the musicianship. While we're inside, while we're not able to go places, I want to really work on the, like, the musical part, the musicianship part. So like, I've been going back to my catalog and figuring out better ways to perform things and like just building on what I've done. Sounds like you're honing in on your craft. I love that. Yeah. Just trying to figure out what about it is me and kind of dig in that area and figure out what's next. You have a band. Do you guys have a name or is that something you're still working on the kinks? So uh, it's called The Heights. Um, I met a singer down uh, here in the D.C. metro area and she was 6'2". And we were at a jam session and someone just kind of mentioned how both of us are tall and we're just kind of like, how's the heights up there? I'm like, oh, that's a cool band. I've been more recently wanting to move back into the shadow of producing and like songwriting a little bit more. Um, and she is being a career like background singer and wants to take a step forward. So it was a perfect opportunity to kind of match where we want to go moving forward. Are you guys also collaborating on the production end together, or is it more you do the writing and? Uh, yeah, it's it's a collaboration for sure. Like um, 
the goal is that the production is more of a collaboration as she kind of learns some of the production stuff. But like the mo- melodic songwriting things, she's really going to take a lot of the big lead on that one. So she can express that over whatever we kind of come up with. And it's just like back and forth. Have you ever been in a band before? I have, but never in a like direct production kind of role. Like I've produced on the side for rappers and stuff like that. But when I'm in a band, I'm typically with the drummer. And it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll count in. And whatever you guys do, I'll just play to that. So like, this is the first time where it's someone else who's helping me write and someone else who's helping me produce and someone else who's like really doing a lot of the thought and emotional lifting vibes in the songwriting. So it's kind of cool. That sounds awesome. Um, have you ever done any, um, like when people are studio musicians, do you ever do that? I have, um, I've done a lot more kind of what's called drum sequencing. So like programming the electronic drums and stuff like that. I've done that more often than anything because I'm like a drummer, but I also work on the inside, like on the production side. Um, but I have done live drums, I've done singing, I've done rapping and stuff like that. Just kind of as a studio musician. So, yeah. You do it all. I love it. I have a short attention span, so I try to kind of keep bouncing here, there, and everywhere. Now that the pandemic, well, I don't know if it's over, but it's in a different phase. (laughs) So I know that you're working with your bandmate, The Heights, um, so that you are honing in on that craft together. Um, What do you see happening in the next, the rest of the year? Besides the two EPs, is there anything else that you would like to talk about? Or even maybe just those? Um, I don't know. I think, like, I'm not ready to say the pandemic's over. Uh, so I still am kind of locked in into the songwriting, kind of the introspection phase of, like, putting together a project. Uh, I enjoy that part. I think I'm perfecting it. Not perfecting it, because there's no such thing as perfect. But I want to really hone my craft so that uh, spring of next year I can start doing some shows and open mics and kind of, like, really trying again to get my show on the road. So I assume that you haven't done any performing in person since the pandemic. I've done some streams. I've done um, some stuff. Uh, Actually, Space actually had their first live show out on Peaks a couple of weeks ago. I did a show with them. I want to thank them. They're always great. Uh, And that was a real good opportunity to kind of like get a show in a main summer and be outside and make music and make sound and stuff like that and make community. So that was my one real big uh, performance in the latter half of uh, the pandemic. In the early stages, there were some streams, uh, but that was my most recent one. Nice. Being on Peaks Island, had you been before? I had. Uh, I'd, I'd been there a couple of times. I have some friends who lived over there, so I'd visit kind of songwrite and do some things over there and ride my bike. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty well versed over there. Have you uh, visited Battery Steel? It's kind of tricky. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was very cool. Everybody has an idea of having a video in there. As soon as I went there, I was like, this would be great for a music video. Like, yeah, you're the seventh person to say that. And that brings me to uh, your video production. Do you do any of that yourself? Uh, or who are you collaborating with for your music videos? 
Um, I want to give all credit and thanks to Rogue Lab. Uh, Jay Brown, it's kind of Rogue Lab. They've taken care of, they did the Find Your Peace video. I gave them a skeleton of what I was looking for and they made it. Uh, they're great people. It's just kind of a community. They saw something in that song and made it beautiful. So. Yeah, it's a yeah. pretty ethereal video. It's nice. I like it. Um, I, I really can't say enough how much I love that video. That's one of the my favorite things that's ever come out of like my music. Just having those that that video being done. So it was really cool. Yeah. So I know one of your EPs you said is going to be a instrumental. Have you? Um, what was the inspiration behind going with the instrumental EP? So I've, I've had a, it's, it's a series, um, there was, uh, huh, give me a second, I, uh, it's who, wow, why am I blanking on the name of the title? It's called Where Are You Now series. Basically it's like questions of like, uh, where am I now? Who am I now? Um, and there's one last piece that I want to add to that. Um, it's like a trilogy. I'm shocked that I do not know my own project's name just because I'm thinking of new ideas right now, but anyways. Um, so it's a trilogy that I really want to kind of finish off. I've been moving from more electronic stuff to more percussive, uh, real world stuff, and I really kind of want to finish that thought and then start something else different. So when you start something different, do you see yourself doing more instrumentals in the future or just staying with vocals? I don't know. That's a great question. Um, it, I find myself making instrumentals during certain seasons. Spring and fall tend to be instrumental seasons. Winter and summer seem to be rapping seasons, and that just kind of seems to be how my flow goes. But like, I don't know what comes next. I just kind of want to experiment with it a little bit more. And I always feel silly when I ask people about you know what's next because a lot of it is just it happens. I think that's the fun part. For sure. The space concert, how long are your sets typically? My sets are anywhere between 30 to 45 minutes. I do a lot of crowd, of crowd participation. I like, it kind of breaks down the wall there. Um, if I can bring in some humor and bring in some kind of group participation, um, in the crowd, so I, I, about 30, 45 minutes, I really talk to the crowd, do some songs, um, try to try to do some new things, move around, make some noise, move. Yeah. So you also dance? Uh, no, <laughs> I kind of dance, but um, but I, I definitely make sure that my my movements are like poet, like poetry, slam poetry kind of stuff where it's definitely direct. I'm looking people in the eyes, I'm talking to people, I'm making signals like I'm yelling, I'm moving, I'm playing instruments. I just kind of wanted to be very dynamic. I like all the action that you put into that. Thank you. And by the way, I'd be remiss if I didn't go back to saying, it's the, the Here series. So my first instrumental project was You Are Here. My next project was Where Is Here. And um, my the next instrumental project, I do have a name for it. It's called Here and Now. I love that your music is, or your styles are predicted by the weather or the seasons. Um, what else in your life do you feel like 
follows the seasons? Um, I feel like it's funny. It sounds like a cop-out answer, but I feel like the music drives everything else in my life because I've been making music so long that I identify the rest of the things happening in my life by what I'm doing musically. Um, so I'd say like in the same way that if I'm rapping, I'm probably on the move experiencing things and then coming back and trying to like write it down. And if I'm producing, I'm very much in a stationary place and I'm not trying to be out and about. I'm kind of being more reflective and then I could take some of the things that I wrote about, produce during that time and then smush them all together and that ends up being one of the well said. Thank you. Yeah. So for the collaborations or the production work that you've done, um, are there any artists that um, we can look for to see you with or that you have been with that some people might know? Um, one of my uh, really good friends, Hannah Parkinson, she actually sang background for me uh, on a couple of songs in one of my early EPs. Um, she's asked me a few times to do some some rapping for her, so that's definitely something I'm planning on turning in at some point. But I, I'm really inwardly facing and trying to do a lot of my songwriting and do uh, focus on the, the band right now. Um, not really doing a lot of collaboration. It's just kind of how I've been feeling. That makes a lot of sense. It is the pandemic, so. Yeah, I like collaboration when I'm in the room with people. Otherwise, it doesn't. It doesn't feel the same. Sending files back and forth over the internet is just kind of like homework. I see that. I went to a Hannah Harlan show. Um, It was actually three or four ladies total, and all kind of doing, I would say, R and B pop. Um, It was at the Tiki Studios. Did you happen to catch that show? I was not there, but I'm familiar with the show that you're talking about. Definitely. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I would have been like, oh, we were in the same room at the same time. But I did go to Bay Day, so we have been in the same room. We've been in the same room at the same I'm positive. (laughs) It's not that big of a place. There's not that many things. I'm sure we have. It's probably. Did you go to Howard by any chance? I did. Okay. I went to Howard too. I went to dental school there. You know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I went to Howard. So, um, and that's kind of where my solid name. Uh, I started coming up there in my ten, uh, in my two thousand ten. It's kind of meeting new friends and doing different things, being a family. Oh, that's cool. So I saw somebody in a Howard t-shirt at that show and I was thinking maybe it was you because I was drinking so I don't remember exactly what the person looked like but I remember they had a Howard shirt on so. Probably. Yeah. I like wearing my Howard uh, Howard apparel around just to make sure that people know. It's safe here. There's a Howard night here. You're good. I hear ya. And uh, it's such a, a joy to have uh, the vice president be a Howard grad. So cool. And they just have a new, oh, that author who they basically stole from UNC. Oh, it's just amazing. Oh, yeah. Nicola, um, Nicola, I think her last name is Jones, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's Nicola Hannah Jones. I do know that she's building a program with 
he's one of my personal heroes. I've read a lot of his work, Tanasi Coates. Uh, a lot of my thinking is based on a lot of his writing. So, um, yeah, that program is definitely cool. I'm still trying to figure out a way that I can sit in on the class there because that sounds like an amazing classroom to be a part of. So that sounds cool. Yeah, that is awesome. Wow. Oh, man, I've had such a great time talking to you, Just Plain Jones. Uh, I really learned about the music scene and did not know how much I'd already been appreciating your work um, from behind the scenes. Um, I'm hoping other listeners in, in the pocket have felt the same way. How can we reach you? What's the plug? Everywhere, Just Plain Jones. If you're on it, look for me, Just Plain Jones. Um, Instagram is where I interface with people the most. Um, I post videos of me producing music. If you want to download the new music, JustPlainJones.com has all the back catalog. Um, I do want to plug the project Truth Ain't Cheap. All profits from that gets donated to um, Therapy for Black Girls. I made a promise. Any red set that I make beyond just posting the uh, song goes to Therapy for Black Girls. So if you want to buy something from me, buy that so I can then donate it. Um, and then you can hear my music and hopefully it brings you happiness. So what is that song again that you want people to buy because it's going to therapy for black girls? It's a project. It's an EP. It's called Truth Ain't Cheap. Um, it's four or five songs. I, I love it. It's my last uh, project that was lyrical that I put out. Everything that goes to it. I produced it. I wrote it. There's no samples. I recorded it at my house. I mixed it. I engineered it. All of the set, all of the proceeds go to their black girls. A thank you to our sponsors, the For Us Buy Us Fund, which supports black, brown, indigenous, and people of color living their best life in Maine. If you like what you've heard and want to hear it again, or want to check out our archive of past shows, Look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In The Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In The Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show. Just Plain Jones, find your peace. I don't think we get enough credit. Had to leave school early on account of 9-11 I know people spent their whole life scared of the terrorist And I know people spent their whole life scared of the cops Move too quick, get pop, whole world kinda fucked up right now The whole world's been fucked up always, my nigga But can't nobody live forever, man So just find your peace, find your peace, yeah. people at my last job, I'm the only brother in the building. 12 shot a youngin' and they filmed it How I'm the only one to know about it in this whole place Cynicism, pessimism, stoicism Ism is a way of life for us Despite the rough, we still out here living And this is shit we understand as children Whole world kinda fucked up right now 
whole world's been fucked up always, my nigga. But can't nobody live forever, man. So just find your peace. Find your peace. Yeah.